miniature soldiers, big opinions. This is the Conclave Podcast. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Conclave your favourite 40k podcast. Uh, my name's Adam, otherwise known as the legal department, and tonight I am joined by uh, our usual wonderful team. Um, tonight we've got um, Ed the Sandman. Say hi, Ed. Hi, Ed. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We're continuing the tradition of stealing from other 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 content creators. Um, we've got Reza himself. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. There we go. Very nice. Very very polite. Um, yeah, somewhat similar to Her Majesty the Queen, who appeared as a guest the other day, very kindly in her packed <laughs> royal schedule. That was very nice of her to to, I've been to ring up a enough. lot of the crown. <laughs> and you know, well, when I, you know when I spoke to her, when she gave me the call and said I'm, I'm going to be on the show, and I did, did tell her what we what we talk about, she did go, "Oh dear." So you know, it was very um, very sort of friendly under <laughs> the crown. And of course, we have uh, the Quipster as well. Say hi, Quipster. Hello, internet friends. So, <laughs> hello, hello, internet <laughs> friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Acquaintances, business partners. Um, no, so um, we are tonight. We're going to be talking about um, so various look a looking forward episode rather than looking back. We've done twenty twenty, and we have talked about um, the year uh, in Warhammer and what we've done uh, on our very special Christmas episode where we had Winter's SEO, the one and only, the king of the flat caps himself um, appearing. So we are going to look forward now to 2021 um, and what we're planning on doing uh, in the hopefully more... I mean, better is a loaded word, right? But certainly a, a year in which hopefully we can we can actually play some bloody Warhammer in person. Um, so let's start off. Let's start off with um, let's start off with you, Sam. Man, then. Uh, so no. <laughs> what are, what what are your what are your hobby plans for twenty twenty one? Sure. So I'll be continuing on as as I've as I've been doing, which is Gene Steeler Colts in ninth edition. So I have got a, a semi-sizable genes that I got a force at this point. I've probably got unpainted some of like, like three and a half thousand points, something something like that. It's not a massive range, so I'm not going to go as large as I have done with my other armies, I don't think. But there's definitely a lot of scope for me to do. I, I also don't think I will ever do the uh, kind of full hordes, you know, 120... 150 acolytes that some people do so i think there's probably a cap on how large my genestical army will be but i definitely am quite just from a purely a purely a modeling perspective i am quite excited to do a lot more brew brother stuff because it is there's a lot of uh, opportunity there just to go a bit crazy um fingers crossed guard get some new kids this year so i think that's something i'm really really excited for uh, I, I actually have um to my shame all my indomitus stuff still unpainted um and so i've got i've got to do that Dude. well there's a re- there's been a, there's been a, I've, I've been reasonably intelligent I, I think which is as far as i go which is i haven't uh built or painted any of my uh dark angels uh primary stuff because although it was a l- small chance or still is i guess this small chance there is always the chance that actually uh, uh games workshop that's the name of the company uh, Games Workshop will release Dark Angels specific <laughs> kits for for Dark Angels uh, because because the the Indomitus stuff especially um, 
was very important to Dark Angels as units, like because obviously the Deathwing is, is Bladeguard now, uh, or so it seems, and then bikes are now Outriders. So uh, if you know they did a Ravenwing upgrade sprue or a Deathwing upgrade sprue or something, I didn't want to build and paint and get everything painted while at least whilst we're not playing games um, and potentially miss out on, on on all those goodies. So I've held off for as long as possible, but now I'm, now it's getting to the point. The only thing I'm missing is. Uh, New Blagar boxes. I I am yeah, desperate for those because they look so very 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 good, and yeah, I'll be buying a couple of those and and painting them up. But um, yeah, it will primarily be a Genius Studio Cult focused year for me. I think um, I definitely think that's going to want to do Crusade wise. Um, really really excited for that. I think tournament wise, they'll be the army I'm going to take. So yeah, I'm really excited for for 2021 in that respect. I mean, number one. When you mentioned uh, the Blade God kit, oh my word, there's so much stuff in that kit that I'm looking at and just being like, mm. holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, the well, bit it, is, where... it is in. Yeah, no, go on, oh, go right. on. Sorry, quick stuff. I was just going to say, like, especially, for example, there's um, the option where he's like cleaning the blade. Incredible. So like, good. Oh, they're just I'll... so good. I, I know you shouldn't have two of them, but I, I might have two of them. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's so <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's funny because, you know, um, to, to make about me, um, it, it was important to me that the Blade Guard were <laughs> a great kit because, and I think ever since Primaris dropped, every, like all the Dark Angels players went, ooh, what's going to happen to the Deathwing? Because that's a really interesting idea because <laughs> as we all know, um, despite Belisarius' cool basically being God at this point, in the story, he still hasn't figured out how to fit Primaris Marines into Terminator armor. So that means that you can have Primaris Marines in the Deathwing traditionally. And I actually am a fan of there being a, an entire Terminator company. I thought it was a really, really cool idea. Um, but to be honest, the fact that the Blayguard is so incredibly, incredibly cool, I'm sold. I'm, I'm happy, I'll happily uh, <laughs> jump on the, the bandwagon. So... Um, it's a rule of cool wins. It did. It did win out with me there. So that was really, really exciting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd say what I, what I was going to say, and I'm also looking forward to Blade Guard because who doesn't want more Blade Guard? They absolutely slap, especially as Blood Angels. <laughs> um, as the kids say, I believe. Um, so, um, so, so, I what I was, what I was going to say is, is the, the, uh, yeah, exactly. hello, fellow kids. Um, so the, um, the, the sheer number of unreleased kits is actually quite interesting from from the marine and necron ranges so obviously on mm. the marine side we've got blade guards we've got multi-part eradicators we've got um what else it's got to be i think there's something else isn't there is there anything uh, else from them the, so yeah, you got the storm speeders yeah okay, oh yeah sorry the yeah of course the storm speeders, storm speeders yeah, yeah. sorry storm speeders every time i say land speed, <laughs> me, storm speeders. yeah 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 Wait. god res- Get your get your nerd terms correct. Um, but well, yeah, and also there's... the characters as well. We don't have yeah. Do so the, the captain, the captain with the heavy um, heavy bolt rifle. He he seems to be missing the heavy in, the heavy intercessors. We still we still oh, yeah, have of course. A in yep. Gravis armor guys like I would hold out for this one <laughs> yeah 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 that's true and the, um, my ultra one. <laughs> and the uh on the necron side we're still missing the flayed ones we're still missing the um uh chronomancer which is a really cool yeah. model the psychomancer as well all of the mancers uh we appear to be missing oh, um, which is quite yeah. bad yeah so, no I said yeah I said eradicate multi-part yeah so oh. there's, there's there's quite a few Dogris. um 
there's quite a few yeah pay attention god um no there's quite a few that are uh that are, that are missing um and i think it's going to be interesting to see when they come out i would imagine that the blade guards and possibly also the storm speeders will actually come out alongside the dark angels codex because the would... storm speeders are very raven wingy and the blade guard as you say are, you know that they've they've done them in the first company like Deathwing colors yeah. so you would have thought they're going to bring them out alongside that which would be cool yeah no i think that yeah absolutely a reasonable likelihood i guess that the dark angels will get their own kit like the hounds of morkai got so something like that um will be really really cool i don't think that's probably the bit of fluff from the book the the, the, the dark angel supplement that'll be really interesting is what has happened um yeah in terms of the the death wing what's the official uh, line from the inner circle and uh, that'll be really cool i think also we've had the luther book out uh, recently so and obviously as we all know we discussed in the last podcast um the luther is now escaped from the rock so it'll be interesting to see how that ties in and uh, what this means for cypher which should be really really cool so uh i think i'm not gonna lie i was hoping for the lion to be announced on christmas day we we got lilith instead but i i i, <laughs> I, was, I can't pretend i can't pretend i didn't go to go to bed on the 24th of december being like it's tomorrow it's tomorrow tomorrow is the day but no, alas. <laughs> alas. No. I'm surprised as well, because they they put all the evidence out for it, didn't they? Every single one of the advent calendars was the lion. <laughs> <laughs> At least you had me convinced. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's still spinning, that one. It's still going to happen. It's yeah. still going to happen in his heart. It will happen. Okay, so that, that's interesting. That's interesting. Okay, so what about you, Crips? So what's your uh, big plans for 2021? Are you going to paint this time, what, five models? Oh, ha, ha, ha. To be fair, <laughs> so, like, I am constantly taking the piss out of in uh, our hobby group because I am a slow painter. I think this year I've painted, it's now 56 models compared to, I mean, Adam, how many have you painted? Uh, 200 and probably 220, 230-odd, I think, off the top of my head. Just you, you are, you are very, in all, in all fairness, in all fairness, you are, you are a very, we do take the mic, but you are a very good painter. I mean, like, let's be fair, right? You take your time, Aww. but they do, they do look good, right? So we, again, this is the exact discussion we had on the last episode. We need to do this to sort of keep you on, keep you grounded, man. This is, it's all, it's just a service. Someone's got to do it and it's us. Um, but no, carry on. What's, what are your, what are your big, big plans for, for the coming year? You guys are far too kind. Uh, but yeah, so basically it's a couple of things. So number one, uh, Ruth, me and Rich were, uh, were talking the other day. And Rich, did we say it was going to be called the Hand of Dawn or the Fist of Dawn? I can't remember. Oh, wait, so I'm going to get this in just because when you do it, you're still my idea. So... I'm not. I'm, I'm telling you it was your idea. He asked me a question about what should he name his uh, repulse executioner. And I said he should name it the Index Finger and then get four more other tanks so then when he has them all together on the field he can say it's the the fist the fist right? of dawn yeah i like it yeah so uh so yeah you have the baby finger <laughs> the middle finger, the, what, what would you call the, the li- finger so, i'm looking at adam's Adam, <laughs> a smart one <laughs> it's a little finger i have yeah I have, next no, to that. I have i have no idea I, I do, the, I, the, I do slightly think finger. that, that I, this sounds like a wonderful idea, and not to not to to pour water on it at all. But what worries me mm-hmm. a little bit is it does lead us out. I mean, 
bear in mind you're playing imperial fists as re- already right there's mm-hmm. quite a lot of scope for you're about to get fisted jokes i'm not sure you <laughs> i'm not sure you want to bring fingering into it right when you turn <laughs> up to play a game imagine that oh, we're going for a fun war <laughs> yes, no, uh, yeah. i'm, really I'm going to give for... you dawn's middle finger I, I, i'm really excited <laughs> for quipster's next model or redemptor which is actually just called the dildo of of record <laughs> <laughs> the dawn the penis of dawn no that's oh, if i get well, the that's the question alex is when you're going to start your chaos army don't even get yeah me that's yeah that, i mean that that's that's sorry we're, we're just hijacking this and telling you what you're going to be doing in 2020 <laughs> rather than you, you telling us do you're this and what you're going to be doing is you're going to be creating a chaos you're gonna, well no okay i will challenge you right now i'll challenge uh-huh. you right now it doesn't have to be chaos although frankly i think it should be but mm-hmm. you should do a non-imperium army Okay. Here, here. Okay. And if you were gonna do any non-imperial army, what would you do? No. No, no, no's not <laughs> an available stop. answer. No, no. no I mean, no. I've I've talked about this before, and technically speaking, <laughs> I actually have done an entire Xenos army. It's just not yeah, mine. Yeah, but it's not yours. Yeah, it's not yours. And also, so, the like... Eldar are good guys as well, sort of. So are they? Yeah, well, boring. ish, yeah. Okay, so With Charles like, not here, we can be rude about the Eldar, so they're, yeah, they're dull, <laughs> to, right? Uh, to, I'm saying they're boring, I, I cleared Marines, To put this in context, to put this in context for some of our maybe newer listeners, or poor of you, um, <laughs> I... It's, Thanks uh, throughout, Yeah, so throughout 2019, um, I actually didn't paint that many custodies, and it ended up the case that I played the same 1,500-point list for, like, almost the entire year, and the reason for that was because I was painting my friend Will's uh, Eldar army for the entire year because uh, I was a groomsman at his wedding and he's always been there for me while I was ill and stuff. And so, yeah, I painted 4,000 points of his Eldar. Um, and what that uh, sort of like introduced me to was the fact that um, I hate painting models that are 30 years old. And I refused to do it anymore because I hated every single moment of that entire project. <laughs> Just because, like, it, I, I like the idea of going back and, uh, like, uh, stripping all models and making something cool out of something that was previously painted just awfully. Um, and I'm really ragging on Will's, <laughs> Will's painting skills of him as a 12-year-old now. But um, it's just, like, all of the older sculpts are just awful. Um, the recesses are shallow, the edges aren't very sharp, uh, the models are tiny. um, So all these really small, old, uh, like smaller scale models, especially from uh, Drukhari. Oh my God, I hate those ones. The the resin ones, especially. Um, The Drukhari ones, the old Eldari ones. Necrons are fine now. Necrons are great. Um, It's just like all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't appeal to me as like a hobby project um and like the thing that has always drawn me towards collecting certain armies has been my connection with their law um or if i can find something about hobbying with that particular army that really appeals to me so like custodies i love custodies i am a custodies player who like dabbles in other armies because i love their law i love their characters i love the the place that they have in the imperium all of it um and but you love all the chaos primarchs yeah, but like, if that's if I were to do any chaos project, it would probably be night lords. And the reason why I wouldn't do that yet is because 
I have so many custodies things that I want to do first. I have so many Imperial Fist things that I want to do first. So like my goal for the Imperial Fists is to have two of every Primaris unit. And that doesn't just mean like two squads of three Blade Guard. That means 12 Blade Guard because the max squad size is six. So it would be being able to do that for a choice in the army so that obviously when the codex changes obviously when the supplement changes i'll have choices from which to build lists uh on top of that as well like i'm part of dz tv so it's nice to have what? like a huge oh, roster of <laughs> yeah i'm really subtle about it uh, never mentioned it's... before oh, i know right but it for, for like youtube stuff and for filming it's nice to have like a selection of things so that you don't have to bring the same thing every time because that gets boring for the viewers um and it's the same for the custodies i've got like a whole bunch of stuff i want to complete for the custodies uh before i uh before i start anything else however sort of project goals for for uh, the upcoming year in terms of the custodies um sisters of silence that's a big thing for me i want to cool. uh, yeah i want a shit ton of them um and on top of that i've got a whole bunch of conversions planned with dreadnoughts and the sisters of silence um i've seen i really like the idea of the the models with bigger bases being kind of like a little bit of a diorama so for example um i love the idea of you know there's the uh the custodies dreadnought that has the shield yes uh, yeah. is, is the, it the achilles it was the Gallus. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Because I think I got this wrong when we were talking about this, and it, I was re-listening to one of our podcasts, and it annoyed me. Um, <laughs> I, it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Achilles is the one with the spear, which is the one I've got, and the okay. Galatus is the one with the uh, sword and board. I, th- I okay. think. I've, okay. If I've now got that wrong again, uh, future Adam, I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check for you. Is it on Forge World or? Yeah, yeah, it's on Forge World. Yeah, Forge, Forge World. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I want the the one with the sword and the shield, and what I want to do is have the the i think i've told you guys about this before i want to have the shield sort of down on the ground and the the sword sort of like coming over the head uh, a bit like sort of the rome not romans uh like the greek hoplites with the spears um and what i'm going to do is sort of peeking around the side of the shield with the bolter is going to be a sister of silence because <laughs> that's, that's cool. just like yeah because cool. yeah, that's just like yeah exactly yeah and that look awesome and then the um i want an, a second telemon and that Telemon oh. will have, like, because of course, <laughs> uh, the Telemon will have, like, a broken pillar. And he's got, like, his foot up on the broken pillar, firing, like, his gun almost, like, from the hip. Uh, other guns sort of up in the air behind him. And, like, the broken pillar is going to be going across the base. And there's going to be two Sisters of Silence with bolters, like, crouching behind it. Or, like, one's firing over and one's crouching. So it looks like some sort of battle scene. That's cool. So, yeah, that's, that's that awesome. should be. It should be really I didn't cool. even... You know what? I didn't even know Sisters of Silence could take bowers. I thought they only had those mm. big swords, or they were the ones with flamethrowers. That was yeah, it. there are three different versions, but like huh. that's that's the issue with Sisters. There's those three versions, and uh, Alea, who you have to take with Valerian. Yeah, you have to take um, her in the pair, don't you? Exactly, and that's it. There's just nothing else for them. I would love to see, I, and not just that, their grav vehicle got uh, got legends as well. Oh. From, uh, from oh, that, that that really super weird looking one that's got like a yeah. big jet engine on the front. I mean, it looks cool, but it also looks really weird. Yeah, it's not like, like this. Yeah, bizarre. I know was what you mean. One? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's uh, if you, uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, it was. Kind of? Isn't it? Isn't it one of those ones that like 
I swear that's the kind of thing that should be in 30, like, should still be in Horus Heresy and shouldn't be I, in... Yeah, I think it is a 30k vehicle. Yeah, um, I've, and they've I've just never... it. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird one, though, because its design philosophy doesn't match anything at all anywhere yeah. in, like, any range. That that kind of works because if you like, mm. I remember say in going off on one of our classic tangents uh, when I was reading um, one of your favorite books actually, Watch of the Throne, the, oh, that series. Um, I, I can't remember whether it happens in the Regent Shadow or whether it's in in the first one, second one's Regent Shadow, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so so um, the there's a bit where they're talking. You know, it's the bit where a, a layer ends up on the on the sort of on the moon in the sisters of silence fortress when it's also being rebuilt and i guess that was a fortress that was originally like built by the selenar uh, back when they ran everything on the moon um mm. and uh, they talk about how the sisters of silence ha- have their kind of their own look about them and everything is a bit because they are pariahs they're all psychic blanks you know they make people feel uneasy even if they're not psychics so or psychers sorry i should use correct mm-hmm. terminology um so uh, so yeah they 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 do have their own sort of look about them which is quite cool but yeah i don't know maybe maybe they will get a some new vehicle i mean i feel like it it would be good if the custodies although because half their range is forge world anyway it'd be good if they had like mm. the same kits but in plastic um oh, just 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 give them give them a 40k range and you know even if it's small like the harlequins you know just mm. have it as a plastic range that'd be quite cool yeah i mean even if you had it as an accompaniment to custodies and you were to say if you were to say for example like oh you can't take sisters of silence by themselves but you can take them in addition to custodies as talons of the emperor yeah and have like better rules to integrate them well i to be honest i i I would like, and I say, so, you know, again, as you know, I have a small Custodes force, right? <laughs> I like the idea that if they're going to keep stuff like the three up invert on the Custodes and they're going to, um, you know, let's say they're going to change some of the rules around how they're, you know, if they get, I don't know if they're going to give them more wounds or what, but if mm. they were to make them, you know, and this is probably going to cause some controversy, but even if they made them more expensive, than they already are and they already are pricey it mm. points wise it wouldn't bother me if they put them into a like codex with talons of the emperor and so you basically have to take them as a combined force so you end up with like a few sisters of silence troop units that are cheaper and then you have some custodian guard on top right mm. um and, and then i don't know you could make it so that you have to have like one custodian guard unit minimum in the art in the troop section of the army but then the rest could be sisters if you wanted to just because then it would be it would be quite cool because it would be the way they used to work together back in the heresy and therefore be you know be like kind of an update to that and it would also reflect the law in that you know now what we've seen in the valerian and the alaya books is you know them sort of working together again when they're going out into the you know into the rest of the galaxy and away from i don't know oiling themselves up and shining their armor on <laughs> yeah. on um on uh, on earth on terror that's true that's true i mean the way i look at it is i would love to see uh like a codex supplement basically to have uh, the main codex be custodies and then the supplement be talents of the emperor i think that could work really well to be honest um but yeah those are some of my like hobby oh yeah crap i didn't even explain properly the hand of dawn thing (laughs) um yeah, we got like halfway through explaining that and then I just kind of stopped. But uh, yeah, so the Hand of Dawn thing uh, that Rich came up with is um, this armored detachment. Uh, each finger would be a tank and the palm would be the Hammerfall bunker that I picked up. So um, I've decided 
that uh, I, I did try to convince you to get an Astraeus first. To be fair, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like let's go one thing at a time, Jesus. Unless you want me to be painting that until twenty twenty six. But even that's uh, ambitious. Oh my god, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I've decided the thumb and the uh, first finger are going to be repulsor executioners. Uh, the middle finger is going to be a repulsor, and the uh, ring finger and the uh, little finger are going to be gladiators. And yeah, the palm's going to be the, the hammerfall. I think that'd just be really cool. Yeah, it'd be quite good. It'd be quite fun. Yeah, literally. I'll, and I'll, oh, I'll bring lots of eradicators. <laughs> <laughs> just all the melter. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it's going to be good. And like with the, the tanks that I'm building at the moment, that's going to bring me up really easily to 2,000 points. But yeah, the early part of next year is just going to be Imperial Fist and as many as I can paint. Nice, nice. Okay, and what about you, Reza? What are your what are your goals, objectives, wild fantasies for hobby wise for twenty twenty one? Um. Well, so I have probably about four to five thousand points worth of ultramarines I need to strip and paint as my uh, custom chapter. So that's going to be a bit of a a goal, uh, something to work on. Um, I'm really enjoying painting the Necrons. I completed the Void Dragon not that long ago as a Christmas present to myself, and I'm really he, happy how it came out. He looks really good. Yeah, go, go, go guys, go, go to Reza Prime on Instagram uh, and have a look. Uh, it is on there, right? I'm sure because you, you sent a picture to us. Yes, go on there and like it. Yes, yeah, go on there, give it lots of love because nice it's it's a very cool uh, it's a very cool looking model and, and Rich's done a fantastic job on it. Got as many likes as uh, as I'd want, but anyway. Well, we can't all be a picture <laughs> of me in a jumper, first, you know. First one, yeah. <laughs> also, that's as insane like well done you're the prettiest member in the conclave now i i Who's yeah this? i'm not sure how i'm not sure that... <laughs> what just happened is that, is that, is that, is that a pack of jealousy i hear uh no uh, i think we were, we were making a joke about my ludicrous um success with the um the 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 me in a badly fitting jumper um <laughs> that we have to get a smaller size um that seems to have done very well but anyway look that's another thing sorry Rich, i'm just gonna go point on, out go about that i'm just gonna point out that i said selfies do well and that was a great picture. And how how well did it do on Instagram? See, see, this is the thing. You come to the conclave for the hobby chat, and we just give you some nice advice on social media self promotion as well. It's yeah. great. Post loads of pictures. Um, no, that's what I'm here for. for that's, that's that's sound advice. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, sorry, Rich. You, you were saying you're yes, you're going to strip all your ultramarines. Strip all my ultramarines. Um, obviously, add the new stuff that's coming out to the marines. So get some heavy intercessors uh obviously the blade guard kit because if you've listened to any of the podcasts as soon as someone mentions blade guard i just lose my mind and get really aroused um <laughs> what... i don't blame you <laughs> on the table you're gonna so. you're gonna love the guy polishing his sword yes. <laughs> i gotta paint him as me um yeah. i said something about necrons didn't i yes yeah, so i did the void dragon recently really enjoyed that and i'm kind of enjoying just the scheme i've got because it's quite quick and easy and it's something different to power armor um so just adding some more stuff to that i really like the look of the obsidian destroyers um, uh the Ophi- the ophidians they- yeah they're, ophidians, they're like sorry. yeah they're really they're, they're good fun actually <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. obsidian destroyers um no that's it's my new custom chapter no they are a um they're, they're a good model to paint actually uh they're good fun they um, and cool. again yeah. quick and easy um, yeah they look so i've currently got them arranged in my cabinet i'll do it i'm gonna do uh for the end of year i'm gonna do like a family photo of all my necrons because i painted that entire yes. army in the second half of this year um Jeez. so so yeah i just need to get i just wait for the light to be right and then to find some space on the table in the front room to just set them all out um but the the ophidians look really good next to the Nightbringer 
because they're all in that kind of like creepy you know okay, sort of flying yeah. pose and then there's this big guy with a with a uh, you know the, the incarnation of death with a scythe floating along behind them <laughs> it looks really it looks really cool <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they're cool and they'll see the flayed ones so you add to that as well when they come out so yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 flayed ones um, yeah man cool then also something I've just completed recently. So as a Christmas present, I got some Urukai warriors and I painted those. So I want to get a, a kind of little Middle Earth army going. So add more to that. I've got some wall riders that have been primed, uh, and they're just the, the scheme on that again is so easy, and they just the way they've come out just look like they're on the box art. I was so happy with them. Actually, talking uh, about your scheme, I just want to say like the way you've done the Urukai skin is just perfect. Like you got to tell everyone how you've done that because yeah, it's like that, that brownie bad. red. Because no, you make it sound so great, and then I'm gonna literally like I just did three colors. <laughs> yeah, but it, it just works so well. Yeah, but some sometimes like simplicity is is you know, and this I guess is a a general point you know to, to something we were talking about the other day about people who are new to the hobby, right? You don't you don't have to go for the most overcomplicated scheme. I mean, if if you want to, you know, Whoa, there's no... hang on, let's hold on a second now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Quite. Um, complicated well, I mean, let's be fair. How long has it taken me to do all my bloody uh, sisters of battle because of you know all their little shiny individual detail, bits yeah. on the model yeah. and detail? But you you don't you know for for models like you know like Uruk High or the ne- I mean I agree with you, Rich on the Necrons, hundred percent. The the same thing, right? You can get a really effective scheme, and sometimes actually like. A couple of colors, a wash, a dry brush, little highlight is all you need. You, you know, you don't yeah. need to, you, you, you know, and obviously, no, not to denigrate some of the videos you see on YouTube, but, you know, you get these videos where you log on and they're like, okay, so we're going to use a Vallejo paint that you've never heard of and put it through this incredibly expensive <laughs> yeah. airbrush. And the first thing you do, like as a kind of regular hobbyist is go, right i don't have that i have a uh, mornfang brown <laughs> and, and a small a small ago. layer brush <laughs> yeah. 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 No, i know what you mean and, 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 and well, up until like... now up until now a real sense of optimism but that's why <laughs> i know what you mean like you get so many of these videos because I, I always look for them adams those kind of quick schemes and easy schemes but most of the ones you see are professional painters painting quickly not quick schemes and so it's like this only took me yeah, yeah two exactly. hours and it's like Right, but this will take me what five weeks? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like um, I really like watching Miniax videos on YouTube. I think he's great, but he, he yeah. will just come out sometimes, and he'll just be like, "Oh, just do a, a quick wet blend of this thing." He's like, what do you mean a quick yeah, wet exactly. blend? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I totally get you. Um... But to get back to your original question, Alex, so the, <laughs> I'll, I'll go over the Orokai scheme. So I just prime them black, and then it's such a dry brush of Iron Warriors. And then to do their skin, it was um, I just go over the black prime, dark mechanicus grey, then do a uh, flesh chairs red over it, and then a wildwood. So I don't I don't like mix any uh, uh like contrast medium into it, and just the way it comes out is just looks like that kind of reddish brown that they it, have. It looks like Adam said, spot on. Honestly, yeah, it's it's bang on. It's bang on. Learning to paint like. the. Paint the white hand. Josh taught me a little technique as you just draw a mini pair of boobs and then just some lines coming out of your hands. <laughs> 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 I, I, he had me at boobs, so I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Um, so that, that's something I, I want to do. Add some more Urukai. And then make, I'm, I've been told to play in tournaments, you'd have to have a good and an evil army. So I'm planning to do some elves. Oh, uh, nice. I love Legless. Nice. That'd be cool. Uh, and then also. Um, I have a surprise army in my head that I want to do. Maybe if oh, I get everything right. done by the oh, end really? of the year, I have Let another army I want to do. Okay, okay. Uh, what, I, I, big reveal. Big reveal. So, 
I'm thinking, can you give us a clue? Right. Can you give us a clue, at least? So the, they are Imperium, because I've got Nick, so I'm quite happy to do another Imperium Army. But they're different. Like, I guess they're, they're in power armor, but they're different to what I have. Sisters? Sisters Sisters of Battle? No, no, no. Oh. Grey Knights? Well, I'll leave it at that. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking they're doing some great. I want them, because they're, they're quite elite, so you don't have to get a load of models. But also, I don't have a very psychic-orientated army, so it's just another way of playing the game. So I'm thinking about doing that, but then again, if anyone knows me, I do flirt around the idea of thinking about different armies all the time. So at one point, <laughs> I was going to do a National Militarum army, and then I decided no. <laughs> so it's an idea I'm thinking of. But then we nice. also have the Conclave uh, army we want to work on as well. Don't forget that, guys. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, oh. we should. We do, should mention. We told that. Yeah. No, no, I so, just let the so, cat out the bag. <laughs> Is that even the same? <laughs> the big reveal. Um, so, so yes. Yeah, so, uh, as Rich has, has, has stumbled on stage and revealed, um, we 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 are planning or are thinking of doing an army for the podcast next year. Um, and given that there are, you know, basically five of us. Um, plus guests, obviously, that we have on. Um, so the four of us, plus uh, Josh the War Hipster. Um, we uh, were thinking of doing Imperial Knights, possibly also Ooh, Chaos yeah. Knights at or some can, point in the future, but that's just me you trying can only, to get... You can only fit four knights yeah. in an army. Oh, well, there <laughs> Sorry, you go. Then that, that, well, he, he can paint... He can, he can, he can, he can can't he, can't he do? I mean, that shows how out of touch I am with Imperial Knights. Can't he, he can paint up some war dogs. Yeah, we'll <laughs> some armigas. Yeah, 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 that, that could work. You can have some armigas. There we go. But yeah, we say four nights. Now I'm slightly. I when when it was Rich who uh, suggested this, but I feel like there was a bit of inception. With Ed. With Ed. With, no, Ed's yeah. Verified, but I feel like that. I've. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it you? With you? With you? Who went? Just uh, let's do nights. I like that. That's a good idea. Because I have a night. Idea, like kind of. Oh, there you go. Fucking leaving. Fuck you lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with this because I have a knight and I haven't painted him. He's fully magnetized. He's currently sitting in half in one of my cupboards. So he's naked at the moment. Uh, he is. He is a nude knight, um, and he. Although he does have a little banner over his kind of crotch area, uh, and um, he. He. Yeah. He. He needs to be painted up. So this is a wonderful excuse uh, oh, for no. me to paint. Paint my. Uh, paint my knight. What would it take for me to persuade you to paint him in all flesh colors, so he would be a naked knight? That 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 would just be, I mean, no, it would just be weird <laughs> and horrible. Oh, fun story <laughs> or amazing. If I did, if I did a chaos knight, fun maybe tangent, there is actually a chaos knight who is covered in flesh, and the flayed ones worship him as a god. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, the, the flayed, the flayed, yeah, the flayed ones follow him about, and uh, they think he's some sort of uh, like version of their deity in their, in their crazy minds. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's a bizarre. It's like a little bit of lore in in the. Is it in the Chaos Knights Codex or the Necron Codex? I think it's in the Chaos Knights Codex. Chaos Knights Codex. Yeah. yeah, I assume it's mentioned. In the yeah. That's Necron. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that'd be interesting to do. And I think if we could, because we'll all have our own like knights yeah. and our own style, hmm. and it'll be together. It'll come like the Conclave, a bit like how the the the, the podcast kind of. Yeah, and I, I I think I prefer so. that. I think if I was. I think it's cool if we do that because I really like knights. And I love the idea of households. And I was always saying, I was saying before actually, um, actually now I might say this off, off podcast, but knights always really surprise me with how interesting they are in the books. Because like I never go out of my way to read a knight book, but whenever they turn up in the heresy, 
it's always really cool scenes because I, I lo- I'm a sucker for things like Pacific Rim and that kind of stuff. And they're, they're, they're all like that. Oh, yeah. they all like get, like, then they go like get down to it's the knee really cool, and then they'll it? charge hmm. the volcano cannon. I love that shit. Uh, I can't remember the name of the night in um, uh, Emperor of Mankind, but she's especially badass. Um, and so, but yeah, but anyway, I, I whilst I like knights, I think I kind of prefer doing it free bladey, which is how I'd imagine us uh, our knights being would be in a. Uh, conclave that doesn't quite work but an assortment of free blades and that's why they're all painted different because i think they just has more character to each individual night yeah. well, a traveling a blade and, yeah a traveling blade company they yeah. don't have a house yeah, yeah they're they're, yeah. they're independent they've brexited yeah they uh yeah so i don't know i mean i mean knights are just, are just cool i mean that the the like is it the thunderstrike gauntlet it's called yeah. the big hand yeah. that you can put on them because oh, no. doesn't that that allows you to like chuck chuck tanks at people you can, chuck tanks. Do more you can throw yeah, stuff you just, can't you yeah 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 so what you basically once you i think it's once you've killed a vehicle you can then roll and it then if you get a certain result it allows you to night players by the way please comment and correct this because i'm probably talking complete <laughs> nonsense but you can pick pick up like the vehicle or whatever you've killed and then chuck it at something else within about 18 inches and i love that's the idea of just that's just, awesome just just a guy from the black legion like just good how's it going there it's going okay here's a crunching noise looks up over the top of the like you know, the rubbly side of it and just a rhino lads on him <laughs> not well then gets alex and throw his fist of dawn squadron at you <laughs> just all of them <laughs> repulsor smashes into the lions uh, uh, yeah so yeah. that'd be cool uh yes, that's kind of that. That, my plan so i want to try and be um yeah i, I will if we want to go point at the tournament army i want to choose that i want to play with is uh is the blood angels uh, I, I think that's no surprise to anyone but i, I probably will try and um flirt a bit around with the necrons just to see what they like um and crusade i think i actually will try and put some effort into the crusade so never really did it last year uh, even though it wasn't around for a long time but um, adam mm. and ed specifically had a lot of fun with it and it was really interesting to listen to their stories uh so yeah i'll get on board on that i mean it's funny that you mentioned that i think uh, crusade was one of the other things that we were gonna gonna talk about um Sorry, I'm just uh, hijacking now. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Crusade is, is one of the things that I want to get more on board with as well. Um, and I think I might actually use the Imperial Fists rather than Custodes. Don't uh, use Custodes. For a... Don't do it. Just, oh, this, this is a public come? service announcement. Don't use Custodes in Crusade. <laughs> because at lower points levels, Custodes are bullshit. They're fucking bullshit. Nobody, nobody has the firepower to kill Custodes at lower points levels. And so it's just, it becomes stupid really quickly. And uh, then also, yeah, as you level them up, and I guess there is a hero hammer thing, but it just, it wouldn't feel right. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's the thing. I'd love, I'd love the idea of my, uh, like my Custodes captain just like wrecking people because he's like, like the ultimate hero hammer but also yeah i don't like the idea of like hero hammer turning into like feels bad hammer very quickly yeah i mean yeah, he I... might kill everyone unless he fought a blade guard but... don't you even start with me <laughs> honestly yeah, I, don't know. I don't know i mean so i did i did you know as, as you say Russell, i did um crusade with with the sisters uh which was good fun um, and unfortunately, it was all sort of cut short by COVID. Um, and I would sort of like to continue that because the, the sisters one was quite good. But I would also like to try a codex with the specific crusade rules for that faction. So I think Ooh, the the, the yeah. blood angels, blood angels or the necrons, because I mean, I can, I mean, 
that I could realistically, I can, you know, I could do <laughs> them or the Death Guard or you know any variety of of, uh, of armies. But yeah, I like because I like the 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 Blood Angels Fallen rules. Uh, not Fallen. That's the Dark Angels. What am I talking about? The uh, the um, the the uh, like death the, the Death Company. The Death Company rules are just yeah. yeah the floor rules are really 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 good. Um, I just think mm. they're really cool. Um, and the idea of your captain just absolutely losing it one day and just like oh now he's a Death Company captain. Cool. Now he's going to come and smash you in the face slightly harder than he did before. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I just think that sounds like a, a cool, um, a cool, cool way of doing it. And, and again, I mean, the sisters, sisters of battle are just awesome, and they're they're very good in crusade. Um, so it'd be nice to just having done it with them, try something different as well. Yeah, for sure, awesome. that'd be super yeah. interesting. I mean, the other thing that sort of like. Almost going back a little bit to to hobby stuff, like I have planned out everything that I want for my Imperial Fist Force in uh, a Trello board, and every card in the Trello board is a unit. And so I have I need to plan out all their names. I need to plan out all the lore that they're going to have, all their personalities, and I'm going to start recording uh, their tabletop stuff in that Trello board as well. So yeah, the narrative stuff sort of like really like feeds into that. That'd be awesome. I've just got an Excel sheet. <laughs> this episode of the Conclave is brought to you by Trello. Trello, organize your life. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I wish but, it was. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, my my podcast. She is very poor. Please sponsor. Um, no. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, I mean, that's that's my crusade. I guess I should do my hobby plans for the for 2021, um, yes, please, which sure. involve doing what I normally do, which is just painting and messing around with far too many factions at one time um so the 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 plans i have for the the the, in terms of carrying on what i've already got the necrons are pretty much done so they're finished he says as a box falls over you may have heard um (laughs) uh, so many models yeah yeah too many sprues um the necrons are, are pretty much done um, and you know, I'll get the Chronomancer and the Psychomancer when they come out, but they're just you know single models, and I more want them because they just look cool, um, and and probably a unit of flayed ones, but we'll see about that. Um, the sisters, likewise, they're pretty much there. Um, I just want to get the hold of the Palatine, this new model that's coming out in the the Lelith uh, Piety and Pain box set that they've they've announced on Christmas Day, um, and yeah, then apart from that, I guess in terms of new stuff. The um the the big thing for me in 2021 that I want to try and work on is uh well two things one Empress Children which I've been talking about for a very long time and I've had lots of plans for and have not uh, well I actually have I'm looking around my hobby desk and I'm realizing he's in the cupboard above me uh, otherwise I would show the chats on the podcast on video uh, but I have actually um, just done a test paint of um, of a, a Chaos Marine just to see what he what he sort of looks like but um, yeah build build some Empress Children because I have a lot of cool ideas and I have lots of bits that I bought um, or acquired um, and interesting paints to uh, try and mess around with some cool looks looks for them. So the idea of, of my Empress Children Army is I'm going to play quite heavily into the whole um, perfection and excess theme of the um, of Slanesh, uh, a bit like they are in AOS. So when I saw the new Slanesh kits announced for that, I thought, ooh, these are going to be good. I can probably get some bits from here, um, which I probably will do eventually. But um, my idea basically is to have them as a kind of metallic, uh, metallic pink or purple scheme, and uh, all of certainly all of the um, the marines are probably going to have the heads from Stormcast Eternals, 
with a bit of uh, clipping and they will have those all painted in a like a metallic chrome paint so they have like a mirror mask thing going on where their their masks are like a mirror um that's that's kind of the idea i was gonna say the mirror paint you're gonna use are you gonna use that stuff from culture hustle no so i've i haven't got i've looked into that the one i've got i've actually got a it's not it's not strictly a mirror paint what i've got is a color shift mirror effect paint from um Mm. uh green stuff world um that i i want to i want to try out i'm going to give it a go on them um but yeah i've seen i've seen the culture hustle one and it looks very cool um Mm. and then the other the other the other big thing i want to do in 2021 in terms of new armies is uh the tyranids because um i think tyranids are really cool and I have really got a, I mean, I guess I've got a horde army to some extent in the, well, actually in both the Necrons and the Sisters. So I'm now just doubling back on myself. But um, yeah, I, I actually like the idea of Tyranids as just, just these huge gribbly monsters, you know, that are just unstoppable and, and kind of, you know, come and they have no, they're not, they're not evil. They're not good. They have no real driving force behind them other than consume and improve their own, you know, advanced evolution. Yeah. Well, Although... To be fair, we, I was going to say, we know from um, a Devastation of Baal that the the hive mind does, you know, see how does have malice. It does have a personality about it. It's not just an animal instinct. Um, but I, yeah, I do like the idea of this, just this utterly alien, unstoppable force from beyond the galaxy. I mean, what's cooler than that? Um, so so I, <laughs> so I, I really hope the new, I really hope the new codex is good. But regardless of that again to ed's point about you know we don't know what the rules are going to be so this is more just a, a an act of i just think they're cool um and there's yeah. no there's no it sort of meta yeah 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 i mean look again do do whatever you want right if you want to build to the meta yeah. build to the meta but but no 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 but yeah i just i just think they look they just look awesome and i was lucky enough that my my other half my wonderful other half uh has has purchased for me uh as, as a christmas present um among a number of things uh a a swarm lord slash hive tyrant kit uh, and i understand and should give credit that she reached out to our very own sandman for guidance on what i should be uh mm-hmm. what i should be bought and that was a very good choice she, she uh, just loved so the she just loves the swarm lords so that's <laughs> yeah. she's like she's like you know what you know what you need you need a, a giant four-armed monster with some bone swords that's the way forward um I mean, but yeah no so looking actually... looking look, look in... i was saying my girlfriend yeah, actually she just she just knew i wanted uh she, she just she just looked at the games workshop website and she went you know what three atvs three sets of juicy the acolytes uh chaplain on bike um and some and, and a 10 vespid i don't know how she knew <laughs> That was what that was what was on my mind. She's an absolutely incredible mind reader, <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're going to be awesome. Um, I don't know what hive fleet I'm going to do. I'll probably do my own one. I like doing custom mm. stuff. Uh, like I have my own my own necro. My ne- necrons are actually my own dynasty as well. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm deciding on a color scheme at the moment. If anyone, anyone listening has any tips or thoughts on color schemes for um, Tyranids uh, hives, um, then um, then 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 let us know. Uh, Tyranid hive fleets, let us know and uh, send them in uh, to the Conclave uh, on Instagram uh, in our I comment mean, section. This well, is the thing with <laughs> yeah, orange could look sick. And actually, saying this with uh, with Tyranids. That's just going to be an army that you smash out so quickly with contrast paint. Contrast paints, yeah. That, that, yeah. That's the other thing. Like, I, if I didn't have contrast paints, I wouldn't do a horde army at all. I think what you mm. do, but but I think you can. I think what you do is you, you make the high fleet for my gene stealer cult, 
and then and then we'll do a we'll, we'll oh. do a campaign someday. And, uh, uh, and that's actually you, not you a bad can idea. Arrive. That's a great <laughs> shout. And eat, eat, and eat exactly. all of your cultists and everybody else. <laughs> oh wait, that out. works really well. <laughs> Well, you could fly against like me, Josh, and the Imperial Fist of Alex. Like... That's actually yeah, not a bad idea. That, that works because like there's a book which I hate that has the Imperial Fist versus Jesus in Oh my book he hates. You... We've <laughs> spoken about this book before it... as well. That's the it's, thing. It's not the pattern. It's not the pattern here that every time the faction you like loses, the book is described as being crap or badly written. <laughs> hey, no, no, come on. <laughs> Let's be I'm, seeing a pattern. I'm seeing a pattern here. Let's be, pattern even up. I will Sorry. say the Imperial <laughs> the Imperial bum, bum, bum. Fists in that book as well were written awfully. It's just a bad book. Uh, if anyone's out there and they've read Fists of the Imperium. Well, no, not just because they lost, just because um, I don't care about spoiling it. not to read this book twice. Yeah, because it's that bad. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Like, Who's I can't... the author? This poor guy slaved away for months on end to write this book and you slating it twice to our two listeners. Yeah, and I'd do it again. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to think uh, why people don't think we well, should sorry, have a have... because <laughs> 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 I'm just I'm just getting out all my vitriol all in one burst. But yes, Fist of Imperium, bad book. However, interesting premise. Because you know, Imperial Fists <laughs> versus G Steeler Cults. That's cool. That's a cool scenario. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's I mean anything involving Gene Steeler Cults, I think like law wise is quite cool. Just because mm. they're they're just they're just fundamentally quite a cool faction. Like the way they operate, just kind of lying in wait for years and kind of growing their power and you know, taking over the planet slowly and then one day, you know, there's this sort of great emergence and they, they rise up and uh, cast off the yoke of the Imperial Oppressor to then be turned mm. into lunch by their their <laughs> gods basically yeah. yeah i i really like um uh, their portrayal in some of the caiaphas cain books um especially some of the early ones it, it is a bit frustrating though because like the the early caiaphas cain books especially turn into like and it was juicy in occults the whole time very quickly but uh, <laughs> the, the way they're described <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah literally. It's Spud. Oh my god, I forgot about Spud. <laughs> no, how could you forget about Spud? He's he's the greatest no. of all the patriarchs. He's the, the ugliest patriarch I've oh, ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I just love the way that they uh, like infiltrate societies like that. It's just really yeah, interesting. Really cool. Yeah, no, it is. The Belisarius cool. cool book was mm. good for that. I remember. Because that, like, in fact, that was that was one of the examples. Because people people often ask that question, Adam, actually, to me, which is that do, do the genes of the cults all die? And generally speaking, they they do. They do get devoured by the great devourer, as everything on the planet will do. But sometimes they are allowed to live, um, and that they might go off to other worlds or whatever. And with um, Sotha, um, Sotha was the planet of the size of the emperor. And uh, they, they actually were allowed to live, and they just believed that, that all of their loved ones being eaten and killed was just a test of the star gods. <laughs> so they they're allowed to survive, um, which is quite cool. <laughs> why why are you eating my why are you eating my grandmother? Well, uh, it's a test. Um, just go, go outside <laughs> go with for ten it. minutes. Just go with fine. it. It'll be fine. <laughs> she tastes great. It's okay. Yeah. The star gods have a plan. Yes, yeah, the, the plan is to turn you into varying flavours of paste. Um, 
but yeah um so yeah i i think i don't know i think tw- i think 2021 i would hope 2021 is going to be a good year um and i think i think you know look we are going to get more codexes kind of coming out we are going to see more new models coming out as well and more even if it's not new models but new sets because it seems that people are getting you know like ed said you know maybe we'll get a dark angels unique set we had those blood angels um death company intercessor box we had the how the hounds of morkai for the um yeah. for the the space wolves so everybody's getting something um lelith obviously is coming out for the drakari it seems before their codex and the eldar player should be happy because you've got a brand new guardian sculpt in the form of a corpse on her base so <laughs> you know what are you all complaining about guys um so so yeah so 2021 hopefully will be a very good year and hopefully we'll get to play some warhammer yes yeah, finally yeah, that would be nice that would be nice we we've we've developed a vaccine uh, several vaccines it seems against nurgle's plague and hopefully we can get hold of those uh, and therefore play each other once again yeah now Naked. if, if uh, i mean okay <laughs> fine i mean you can yeah i suspect <laughs> you're gonna get josh. i suspect you're gonna get thrown out of bad moon cafe if you do that and but now anyway, our listeners understand um, why we don't release the videos for these uh... um so for a long time one thing i thought i thought it's all right one one thing i thought we could we could do just as a a slightly different um segment because we've also we sort of talked about um what we were going to do in 2021 and crusade um is just do a bit of listener mail because um we we do our our fan our fan uh or fans (laughs) um, do uh, we do encourage it send us yeah send us comments yeah yours the one to you here ed is just a a, a thing saying buy this for dad but anyway it's just like a shopping list um (laughs) um, but yeah it's it's it we, we do get comments from uh, from uh, from our listeners, and they are obviously very welcome. Um, I think go via our Instagram, uh, Conclave Forty K. Um, but this is uh, from James Parrot Young. I hope I've pronounced that right. I don't know if it's Jung or Young. I apologise, James, if you are Name if you're listening to this episode. <laughs> um, but um, uh, James just asked a question. I think it'd be good to get um, the the team's thoughts on this about um, b- basically about sportsmanship. So he's talking about like sort of mm. best and worst opponents you've ever faced. Uh, in tournaments and in games um, and the example he gave is you know he said you know I, I, I once turned up to a game uh, and I had somebody basically tailor their list in front of me so oh, he said what? you know I, I bought I bought um, you know he, he, he bought like 2,000 points of his army and this was for a, a 30 power level um, crusade mission uh, that they agreed to play and uh, you know it meant that he 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 ended up you know there was a bit a bit of bad feeling there and it just felt a bit awkward trying to play the game so you know and also for him as a drakari player he sort of had to rely on a lot of gotchas that he wouldn't normally because just to kind of balance things up um so obviously without without naming names because we're nice and obviously it's all a learning experience but who who do you guys what do you guys want to say is your sort of best and worst tournament experiences that you've you've played against and sort of sportsmanship in the game I mean, number one, I've you, the, the listeners can't see this, but I have a look of absolute incredulity on my face at the thought of an opponent tailoring their list for a power level crusade game in good, front yeah, of you. Confirm. That is astounding. I can incredulity as well. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> like, I can't believe that someone would do that. 
Yeah, it's it's not it's not the done thing. Yeah. It's just not it's you know especially especially in Crusade because Crusade yeah. is specifically designed not <laughs> to work like that, right? I mean, like for for a regular game, you can sort of get away with it in the sense that you can you know turn up, work out what someone's playing, and and you know you shouldn't, but you can. But in Crusade, mm. it's just crazy. Like, no, don't do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's fair. Um... Ta- ta- yeah, tailing. I- I would yeah. Actually, yeah, I have a couple of answers to this, actually. So the first thing I would actually mention is tournaments. And the reason I like to mention this is because it's really positive. So I've, I've done quite a, a lot of tournaments, probably the most um, on the Conclave, uh, outside of Josh, um, I don't actually, I think. Um, but I, I will say, if, <laughs> like, and I'm not saying this is an absolute thing, but all of my experiences in tournaments have been really good. I've, I've never had a, a bad game. Um, ever and that's not to say we've never had disagreements because that does just happen it's just part of the game there will always be rules disagreements but i've never had like what i'd consider a bad opponent um i might have been a bad opponent i don't know (laughs) but but i would say tournaments (laughs) the reason i bring that up is because i think tournaments get a really bad rap um for people going oh yeah it's gonna be really horrible like people really doing you know um you know you know pulling out as much bullshit as possible but actually they've always been really positive and because the game is so much better now, like there are much fewer gotchas, and um, although it's never going to be completely gone, GW have done a good job of removing as much uh, rules as intention, rules as written, arguments as possible, things that you can argue over, I think mm-hmm. has definitely been a focus in the rules. I think we, we mentioned in the last podcast how yeah. they've looked at competitive play a bit more, and that's one of the big things I've noticed is um, it's gotten better by a long way. Like There's far less you can argue over, and that's really, really great. Tailoring is it's a funny one. Uh, Ed, yeah. I just want to, before we move on to the tailoring bit, so I know the gotcha moment you've spoken about, and I think we've spoken about this quite in detail before, but in tournaments and in general play, I do think there is an ownership on yourself as a player and accountability to yourself to know what your enemies do as much as possible because that will help avoid the gotcha moments. Now, and, and well, say, in tournaments, especially yeah. in, tournament in, in tournaments, play, a gotcha is kind especially of fine. In tournament uh, play, yeah. Tournaments are advertised yeah. of what trial tournament they're trying to be. Winter Warfare London Wargaming Guild is advertised as a competitive type tournament. It's not fun and fluff where it's all about narrative play. So the gotcha moment, you shouldn't feel bad about knowing your codex so well that your opponent doesn't know. Because if you know their codex as well as your codex, you're going to be on the front foot because you're, you're going to know how they play. I mean, the, be something that the caveat I would, I would sort of add to that is as an opponent, you should be comfortable in asking the questions. Like, do you have something that allows you to redeploy? Do you have something that can deep strike? Do you have X, Y, and Z? You should be listing those questions before every game happens. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, right, so and, I, I, yeah, yeah I, I think I think the middle the, that's the middle ground on this, right? Because I think there's yeah. I, I I think you're right. I think there's 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 a, there's a few schools of thought on this, and one of the ones you do hear sometimes is sort of what you said, Rich, but to a tougher degree, where people sort of go, well, you know, if you don't know my army, too bad, right? And there there is an element of that in tournaments, but then the way you get around that is exactly as you say, Quipster, you ask questions, and not just like yeah. so. I, I think I think first of all, as a good sportsman, at the start of the game. You should always say to your opponent, like, let's say you're playing Blood Angels, right? Your you, your army is Blood Angels. You should always say to your opponent, these are Blood Angels, or I am running them as a Blood Angel successor, whatever whatever you're doing. Do you know what they do, right? I think that's a, that, mm. that even in that a competitive, a do you know what they do, right? <laughs> yeah. And and if they go, I have no idea, right? And and it relies on honesty from both parties. They go, I have no idea. You should 
you know time allowing go briefly over the like you know the big stuff you can do right i have lots of jump pack units i have a lot of 12 inch movement i can you know my death company i've got here i can drop a strat at the start of if i go first they get an x they get a free 12 inch move right so i can effectively move 24 inches first turn stuff like that right just just say that mm. to them set them up once you've done that at the start of the game and the game starts it then i think falls on your opponent again good sportsmanship and honesty allowing and you as well as a player you know because i'm saying your opponent you know you might not know what their army does you should be the one asking as you say quips always asking the questions mm. throughout the game so even if that's stuff like okay I, I, i'm getting you know this unit i'm thinking of moving it here you're doing your pre-measuring if at that point you then go can that unit heroically intervene into me have you got anything you have you got any strats that can heroically intervene into me if you ask that question your mm. opponent should answer honestly right stuff absolutely. like that so that that's that's yeah. where you get the you know because obviously look warhammer is a complicated game there are a lot of rules there is absolutely no getting around that and learning everything about your codex plus everything about every opponent you could possibly face mm. is is impossible it's a good idea if you're going to go competitive tournaments to know the headlines of what an army can do and know what it specializes mm. in i think absolutely but you should always be asking those questions and if your opponent is a good sport they should answer mm. and same same for you you should answer if someone says to you what does that what does that banner allow you to do in this turn or you know have you got any strats that allow you to do That's x angry, then you should answer question there. what does that banner allow you to do? Yeah. Yeah. What, is that, what does that banner do you know what do you know why it's because I've, I've i've got my i've got, I've got my uh, i've got my sanguinary ancient sitting here which i'm in the middle of painting so i don't know why i just looked at him i was like what does that banner even allow you to do why are you holding that put a gun I in mean, your hand that's uh oh i was gonna say that's a really interesting thing but i think one of the big sort of foundational things going into any any game is expectation setting like there's a bit of a social contract um in any game of warhammer uh that sort of sex expectations for what's going to happen like mm. uh, for example against say hi paul say hi paul is one of the most narrative players i've ever seen i am not going to bring a triple repulsor executioner list against his knight army because I've tailored and like be hyper competitive. That's just not the mindset there. And like, I think it is up to you um, as players to have a discussion beforehand and say, look, I don't, I don't want to have this as like a super competitive thing. I want to play more narratively or no, no, I want to try and like, I'd like for us to smash each other with the most hyper competitive list that we can bring. That's a conversation that sh needs to happen beforehand. And I think a lot of feel bads and like bad sportsman moments come from not having that conversation beforehand. I want to jump in there a bit. So as it's no um, secret, I have a, a, a love of tabletop titans. Um, and this is actually <laughs> one of the reasons why. So tabletop titans um, are a competitive YouTube channel, but I would make the, the mm. statement that they do friendly games, some of the best on the internet. And the reason for that is because exactly as exactly as Quipster says, they have these discussions. Now you can get it wrong. It is <laughs> that happens, right? You can have games where you go, "Oh, I didn't realize I would be that good against Tyranids." My bad, sorry. That does happen. But they <laughs> have these conversations, yeah. and because they, they're usually off camera, um, but they often have them on the camera too. And you can you can tell from that they've clearly had them before, where they will be like, "Oh, so I've got I've taken um, I've got Salamanders this game now. Obviously, I'm only taking the one unit of uh, Eradicators because he's actually got quite a few vehicles, and that would be quite powerful." Now, as Griffith says, that, that that conversation is 
by, I don't know how it is in other parts of the world, and maybe maybe Americans are nicer. Generally, they are, I find. But um, like in the UK, I find that that conversation is like frowned upon. Like it's weird to have that conversation. So like if you met somebody through the group, through like a, a random group, and you were like, oh yeah, um, what are you bringing? Um, and they start bringing this, um, and you go, oh. I've actually got I've actually got three of these, so I um, oh, sorry, I've actually taken this army, so I might not be able to deal with that amount of more wounds or anti tank or anti horde or whatever it's going to be. Like that should be a fine because if if what you're going for is um, a friendly game, which sorry I should say we did we did kind of tangent <laughs> off that guy, <laughs> Mr. Young's question. There. Um, but but uh, yeah, in friendly games, like it should be a totally normal conversation to have that question beforehand. Um, yeah, so yeah, I just want to drop that in. Yeah, I think. I think that goes back to the the fact that in a friendly game, especially if you do it through an app or through the London Wargaming Guild, you don't know the other person. You don't know what they have. You don't know what they're like. You need to have more of an exchange of information between the two of you if you're going to have like a yeah, good experience. What you're going for is the, is like yeah, like you say, Quifter is, is an experience, right? Like that's what like say mm. Paul is, is if you ever watch his channels, that's what he's going for. He's going for a story, um, and it really shouldn't yeah. be like there are lots of things that you can do when it comes to competitive things. So for example, if you're ever taking three of something. There is a good chance you you've stepped up your list. Okay, so it, it is possible to take yeah. three of a yeah. thing for yeah. a narrative purpose. If you're just you know if you're taking something completely random, taking three of them, that's cool. But generally speaking, if you've taken three of a thing, you've put an efficient inefficiency uh, in your opponent's list because if you've got three tanks and your opponent mm. has got an average amount of anti-tank, then their horde weaponry is all of a sudden um, inefficient against you, and then you just need to kill their anti-tank weaponry. So it's like things like that are, are a good measure. Um, I also I have been tailored against. I actually mentioned yeah. it in one of the other podcasts. It was brutal, um, and uh, yeah, it was horrible. It was. Uh, when was that? This was, this was a long time ago. This was just after I came back to the UK, and uh, sorry, I think I did mention something in the podcast. Sorry for beating myself to people that listened before, but uh, yeah, there was a guy. Uh, I only played Tau at the time, and uh, and he was like, um, oh, you, uh, he was. Oh, I play Admech, and I was like, cool. Um, and this was when the cast the Castellan meta was in its full swing, and he took. Uh, he actually took. A, uh, his, you can take knights as Admech, but you can't take like House Raven, which was like the best at the time, and like the three up in mm, on a knight, yeah. and like and mm. like the, you can't even take the Castellan as Admech. So he actually had uh, the majority of his army was knights, which was the best army in the game. Like I know it sounds like uh, it might seem a bit <laughs> odd to people now because it was like, well, there's Admech knights and normal knights. Is there a big difference? There was a huge <laughs> difference between the, between those two. <laughs> um, and then the Admech he did take, it was all painted Mars, and he was. I'm actually going to try Stygies. So he took that. He he was. I don't mind proxying. I, I'm I'm very laissez faire with with that kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, he was like, hey, do you mind if I take all these anti fire guns? And then he he yeah he killed. Uh, like I think it was like thirteen hundred points in my army turn one, and I think when the four, what what Jesus. was brutal was that because uh, I had I had to like because I, no, I you know I, I was a towel player a solely towel player, and you do notice a little bit of uh, pushback when you play friendly games and meet people through groups and whatnot. Um, <laughs> at least when towel were you know absolutely bullshit. Then uh, you know I, I used to be like, oh no, I, I am a tower player, but I am taking for any list. And so I did. I took a really what well, I think is a nice list. I just took ghost kills and devil fish and like things like that. And so it was not hard for him to kill at all. And uh, and what was funny is he killed like thirteen hundred points in my army turn one. And then he just goes like, you don't like you having a good time, mate? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Wait. Just, yeah. He yeah, said, he said, that, he to said that to you. And I was like, well. 
Oh, that yeah, guy can I was get like, fucked. The game's kind of over. And what, what was funny is because this was actually a funny thing about tailoring. This is why it really bothered me was because he was like, because um, like the example, he took like these anti-flyer guns, he proxied them in. And I, and I, and I was like, because I did speak about it afterwards. And I was like, you know, it's, it was a bit more competitive than I thought it, it was going to be like the Castellans quite a lot. He was like, and he pointed to the anti-flyer guns. He was like, well, actually, these aren't really um, the meta choice. And I was like, but that's because they're, tailored specifically against my army i didn't say that to him because i was just like oh cool but like yeah he just, just like took this absolutely tailored and absolutely fucked me and i was like cool um yeah so that that was my, that was when i got tailored against that and it, it was shit um what right what the other i mean the, the thing about the thing about tailoring like from a competitive perspective right if you are if you are trying to be competitive and you're just list tailoring all the time that's really stupid yes no, because stupid. Yeah, that yeah. list that you bring Will, it will win you the game against, let's say, your your Towered or, I don't know, My Sister's Battle or, you know, whatever list you're up against. It will win you that game, but it, you don't learn anything from it, right? Because, you know, I mean, I'm not saying you ha- you don't have to lose to learn anything. You can still, you know, you can still learn from wins. But if the game actually requires you to think and do, you know, be strategic and actually face the possibility of losing models, you know, which it should do, you're going to learn from it, right? You're going to learn how to use the models you've got. If all you do is tailor against a specific list, when it comes to a tournament, you are, you know, if your goal is I want to go and win a tournament, you're not going to play, you know, let's say it's a five round tournament, you are not going to play five versions of the, of the army that you have have you tailored against, Definitely. right? There might there was a period of where that sort of could happen at the end of eighth edition around uh, the Marines, but realistically that's not going to happen. And they've adjusted for that in ninth. Right. So if you just like, let, let's say, for example, you go up against you're in a, your local area has a lot of like vehicle heavy lists. And all you do is bring like melt guns and las cannons and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Brilliant. You win all your games against, you know, Steve, Bob and Dave that you play, but then you rock up at a tournament and someone turns up with an orc horde and you go, ah, and then you get destroyed and you then sit there and go, well, hang on a second. This is my like local meta winning list. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's because it's tailored entirely against vehicles and you're playing an army that's got 300 old boys knocking around that don't care if two of them get killed by a melt gun because they're just going to come along and hit you with an axe. Yeah, no, totally. Actually, one other thing I wanted to say as well, actually, because I think I can't remember mentioned this before, but one thing I kind of realized this year when we did Crusade um, that I think that would be a good message for people because people don't know this you actually have to put effort into making a narrative army and i don't mean that as in like to be facetious i mean like it is it's hard to do so to make a fun army for mm. your opponent to play against and this is where it gets a little bit weird because that doesn't mean a narrative army is always fun to play against so for example a lot of the competitive <laughs> salamanders lists with a couple of tweaks pretty narrative pretty much what they what they would take yeah. but like you can't do that so sometimes if you want to create an army that's going to be fun for people to play against you might actually have to sacrifice a little bit of narrative even that that does happen it, it is the case that if mm. you take a um yeah salamander's narrative list and then you take a you know narrative um, crowd craft world's list those that like they're both narrative but there's a huge difference so the salamander's player like i say I don't mean to be facetious, but like there's someone that actually has to put effort into tailoring down his list, um, or mm. she, sorry, inclusive, inclusive hobby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so it's, it is hard to do so. So you know, and if you are a Salamander player or someone like that, or you know, like um, I play Dark Angels, you know, it is it, it is tough, right? It is tough. You can't just are like yeah. I really want to take my Deathwing Knights, and I've always loved 
Um, the de- death thing, <laughs> as I'm sure all Dark Angel space do, but like I just can't do it because it's just, I have to I have to put them back on the shelf for the friendly games. It does suck, but like you do kind of have to do that. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Wait, what? What was the original question? I forget. What have we had? What were our good and bad experiences at tournaments? All right. I mean, there yeah. is one thing I want to I want to add just before we like get back to that because still on the wild tangent train, um, and that's this, no, this is related. This is related. It's all about sportsmanship. It's all about how you play uh, the game. Alex, it's I don't good. think we should talk about getting on trains after <laughs> what happened to us yesterday in Warzone. Don't even get me started. Okay. <laughs> Quick tangent to that. Call of Duty now has a train. We, tr- me and uh, Reza, tried to get on the train, and both promptly died. Yeah, I just want to point out that both Warhipster and I managed to get perfectly happily on the train because we are not morons. No, Alex, okay. no, blaming him. Not a, you're already dead, and anyway, no one's perfect. Anyway. Okay, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Back to go on. Back to what I was saying. Um, so I think in, when it comes to sportsmanship, another thing that's really important is to be a good loser. Like, it's really easy to get halfway through a game, especially <laughs> especially if it's, like, super close and you lose. It's really easy, I think, sometimes to just be like, oh, fuck this, and just, like, flip the table and just storm off. <laughs> That's not okay, frankly, basically. We're all adults here. Um, that's yeah. just, it, well, most of us are adults here. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, so, it's immature. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, it's I, a I poor will... environment. I will happily admit, I'm, I had a game once when, when of all people, the Sandman was being kind enough to help <laughs> me try and try and build a list for a tournament, right, that worked, and I acted like a right peanut. And I, I wasn't that wasn't because I was losing. Like I was doing really well, but in my mind, what I thought I should be doing versus what I was doing, I, I just I, there's no justification for it. I acted like a complete tool. But on the flip side, in terms of to get back to the question, really good tournament experiences. And a close game to your point, Alex. I had a game at um, at uh, Winter Warfare against um, a chap called Daniel, who had uh, a a Zinch army, um, and it's beautifully painted. Um, that Daniel Osidin, I believe his name is. Um, I think he's on Instagram. Look him up because he paints amazingly. Uh, I think his his uh, Lord of Change was the one that actually won like best painted model at that at that tournament. Um, nice. Or I yeah, it, it, it. well yeah. So so <laughs> I did I did kill the Lord of Change. I did lose. I lost the game so i lost the game by i think oh, by like okay. two points in the end um but it was it was such a good game because it was just mm. it was so ridiculous because he had all these he had all these um you know the the pink horrors the zinch demons so every time oh, yeah. you kill oh, one yeah, they yeah. like they like multiply so i was just like i was just like racking up like the points yeah. yeah yeah blue blue to pink and then he had the brimstone he had the little oh, wow. tiny dudes <laughs> yeah yeah um, so it was it was really it was really funny because I was like, you know, on um, obviously it's back in ITC, uh, I say back in it was using ITC rules. So on uh, the Reaper or whichever one it is where you just rack up for, for like every, you know, X number of models killed. I was racking up the points, but I just wasn't getting rid of his army. It was really funny. Um, and it was just it was just such a tight game. And, and just really good fun and that was my that was my last game of that tournament and it was it was just brilliant and it was one of those situations where again you, you learn a lot you walk away having lost and you just think do you know what that was so much fun <laughs> yeah like you know yeah. the, the, the result doesn't matter like it's it's it was just good fun and that was in a in a competitive tournament um yeah. so yeah i had a great I've time actually, against that. twice and he, he's beat me twice so i have experienced that one thing on, on your your point there quipster that I, I find really interesting because i think mm-hmm. um 
I don't know if this would be controversial. I don't know if everybody would agree with this or I'm saying something obvious, sorry, either way. But uh, like, I actually um, think it is fine, I should say, to be passionate about the game. Because I think a lot of people assume mm-hmm. bad sportsmanship is you going like, ah, fuck. Because like someone's wiped your unit. And if somebody's lost your unit, feeling that little bit disheartened. Sorry, sorry, if someone's wiped like a lot of your army turn mm-hmm. one in a competitive situation, which does just happen due to the nature of competitive play, then you feel a little bit downheartened. There's, th- th- there is nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that in, in the moment, right? Within limits. So <laughs> you, can't, you can't just call your opponent a cunt. Like, that's not okay. But like, the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can, but, you but, just but, shouldn't. Like, I think <laughs> it's important people remember that because the, I see, I've seen it on battle reports. People are like, oh, sorry, guys, I got very passionate. But I actually love seeing that i always love people seeing really passionate about their game um and yeah i, I think the, as long as you shake I, the, I, I as long as you like shake the hands mm. after because like, like this is the thing like you know um like, i would like i say i was there for that game because adam was playing me adam was fine that game like he was just like in the moment it was just it was just annoying because like shit happens right but like this is the thing like afterwards obviously me and adam like had a pint in the subway right so it was like like i think i think that it, it is perfectly fine to be that's uh, a <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think it's perfectly fine to be passionate about the the, the game and and be like gutted if if you if things aren't going too well. Um, well, there's a saying in like so I'm going to bring it back to playing rugby. There's a saying that you're the, you're on the rugby pitch, you're each other's worst enemies. You you literally spend the 18 minutes trying to beat the crap out of each other, but then afterwards you go and have a beer and a laugh in the in in the in the bar. Mm. Um, and, and and if you're being passionate about wanting to win your game, that just means you want to improve. And if you're not calling your position player a cunt, then mm. it just means you're. I, I get passionate, but if you if you watch and listen to me, I'm probably getting more annoyed at the fact that I've made a stupid decision which allowed you to beat me. It's not I mean, that I, yeah. I've done something. I, I was going to say. I mean, that is the other thing, right? Like, ninety percent of the stuff you get frustrated about in games is actually <laughs> nothing to do with your opponent. It's you rolling yeah. dice badly, yeah. and you're just like, mm. "Oh my god!" You like, you're like, "Oh, I just need, a, I need like a three inch charge." Oh, I've rolled a double one. Fantastic. <laughs> and it's fine to be annoyed about that, right? It's okay. Mm. It happens. Just don't take it out on the person you're playing because they're <laughs> yeah. not their fault. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a big difference as well between being exasperated and like swearing at yourself like ah oh, fuck's sake and looking your opponent dead in the eye and being like you're a cunt for rolling three sixes <laughs> to be well, fair, I, so the bad that, I, would, I would call you a cunt I'm pretty sure Alex I have called you a cunt for doing that <laughs> yeah but actually Rich you Reza brings up a really interesting point like yeah Rich has called me a cunt in a game before but Just the difference is, yeah, but <laughs> we know each other. Like, we're yeah. good friends. Okay. Like, the so- <laughs> the co- <laughs> but the social contract is different. Like, yeah, no, we know each other. We have different expectations. We can have banter. You can't really have the same level of banter with a stranger. No, I've had that experience. I've been on the receiving end of someone being a, a dick for, one, for me beating them, and then me them being a dick towards me, which is bizarre. Really? There's also... I've, yeah, and then also I've had the other experience where he beat me and he was just being a, a cocky so-and-so for, for it, kind of rubbing it in my face. Was it me? Uh, and being like, no, it wasn't you. <laughs> you <laughs> never both win. Tournament <laughs> 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 He's actually beating me. Self-awareness is broken out. I mean, yeah, go on. I can give the example. So the one where I won, it was the, the guy's army was tailored in a specific way. I stopped him from playing that army in that way. He's playing an a, a corn corn army, made to run at me, main to, main to hit me. I stopped him doing that. He got emotional at the fact that I stopped him doing that in a competitive tournament. 
Uh, and he's like, why are you killing my rhinos with all my corn berserkers in it? And I'm like, well, why do you think? If I'm playing my Blood Angels list and you, and you kill my Sangrini God, I'm not going to be like, oh, why did you kill my Sangrini God? I, I'd be like, you're an idiot for not killing my Sangrini God. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's an odd one, right? Because that's one of these ones where, and sorry, Ed, if you were about to say this, but that's one of these ones where it's like, well, what, what, you know, you don't, like Why again to the, this point about sportsmanship, yeah. right? That that to me is not like you. You again, if I come up against, a, you know, if I come up against a a corn a world eaters army, right, with a load of rhinos with with berserkers in, I know what berserkers do. I know they're very good at it. I don't want them getting to me any quicker than they already can. So yes, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to try and blow up your rhinos. I'm not going to really care about your dreadnought or whatever else you might have on the board because your biggest threat to me right now is that thing, right? That getting annoyed about someone doing that is not. I, I don't know. I don't think that's that's just a bit like why? Because what what do you expect yeah, me being, to do? You're just being it's, a dick. <laughs> well, but, but again, but it's it, it's it's it, that that is a good example of like if you have an army and obviously it's, uh, you know not world eaters players if you're listening. I'm I'm sorry. I apologize because the, the problem is you've got one trick right really the the world eaters have have one thing they do right and it's mm. twice. <laughs> it's berserkers and yeah it's berserkers and doing it twice right and getting into you You're like even other combat armies like space wolves and blood angels and 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 you know even orcs was close combat army right that they they have and custodies even they have lots of other ways of sort of doing Tools things, things do, yeah, yeah. Mm. so I, I do i do feel a bit bit bad about that because they are sort of stuck in a bit of a rut until there is some you know a new chaos codex and some new rules um and, and they will get two wounds which will probably make them a lot more survivable um but yeah like that that's one of those examples of like you know if someone if someone brings you know it's like if someone rocks up with like the silent king probably gonna sh- try and shoot at the silent king or you know the thing that is the biggest threat in the i mean maybe the silent king isn't but the biggest threat in the army you're probably going to try and get rid of that first so yeah. you know it's that's not it's not saying to get but i was i don't feel like i was a bad opponent i told him why i rules i told him what i could do i told him about the, the ultramarine strat which allowed you to overwatch with more units i told him that if that's something that with your army style it's something i will probably do because you're going to run at me um <laughs> Uh, it, it's all about social contracts and it? it was just uh, yeah. i think um, I, I also think that the opponent probably had a bad day it was the last game of the day um probably didn't have a good day playing um because at the time but, it was a very marine meta so it meant he was probably running at a lot of bolters all day again though that's a that's a maturity thing like you should you shouldn't take out your day on an opponent who you've never had a prior relationship with um but one thing I... If you have, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, listeners, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, one thing I think we haven't actually mentioned um, is... Uh, this all reminds me of a video that Stephen Box from Vanguard Tactics made sort of maybe this time last year or the year before. And oh, yeah, I know was, what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, this, super, this video that. that went really viral, and it was all about... Essentially, he had to deal with someone who was just outright cheating at a really big tournament. Yeah, so this and... this guy was this guy was making up strats. Was, was yeah, was making the, up strats. Was the level when we're talking about cheating for anyone for any of the listeners who haven't. I mean, by all means, check out uh, to give a shout out to Stephen if he is listening. For unlikely, <laughs> this much Steve, larger channel. Yeah, yeah, Stephen Box uh, Vanguard Tactics on YouTube, shout uh, out to and I think he's got he's there. got a website as well um, where they do sort of coaching and things. Um, but he he does some really cool stuff around. Uh, he's very good with Blood Angels, uh, but he also does mm. some very cool stuff just around the hobby and around uh, sportsmanship and playing at tournaments. Um, so by all means, check him out. But yeah, this was a this was a very interesting video because he was up against a uh, chat who uh was uh yeah as i say just just 
just making up stratagems which is a new yeah. form of is a new form of cheating i mean I've, I've heard you know i've seen the thing where people like roll a dice and then just you know, quickly will change you know like force behind some terrain oh, i quickly change it from a one to a four or whatever i needed right i've, I've yeah. seen and heard about that happening um mm. but i've never ever heard of somebody just going yes i've got a strat it's one cp it's called <laughs> that unit is dead now and I played that, <laughs> and that means that that unit is dead now. And you're like, oh, yeah. that sounds What's a bit even... <laughs> Yeah, or just even lying about how much strats are worth, or like making up that you can do a certain thing twice. It's stuff like that. Like, I have, it's one thing to make a mistake. Mistake. And yeah, I think yeah. we've all experienced that. Like, oh, shit, sorry, I thought it was. One CP, it's actually two. Yeah, That's fact, my if you bad. Want to see good examples of this, go watch any of the battle reports the Quipst is in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know, I'm very good with custodian stuff and really bad with imperial stuff. So, <laughs> for yeah. one CP. Um, no, and I think I think the way the way to just while we're on that, I think the way to address that, right? Because if you make a mistake or your opponent makes a mistake, and you realise, right? Punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> just smack don't, don't do that you will you will get a yellow carded at a tournament um i i think the way to deal with that is for, first of all again to the point i was making earlier be honest and say look i've just realized like this strat that i've just hopefully you'll catch it quick right if you catch it three turns down the line yeah. you've kind of stuffed and you kind of have to go well we sort of have to carry on the game now but if you if you catch it pretty early on i mean do try and do try and know your strats right oh i've I, you know i should have spent two cp first of all just deduct the cp yeah. right from I yourself to, to make up the cost but if uh, i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say but if it's something where if it's something where you're not sure what the outcome is like like a good so sorry just a quick one a good example i saw the other day was um you know someone said oh i've i've you know on, on sixes they're double damage they're two damage rather than one damage and the guy rolled all his saves together and he was like oh so how do we work out which of the saves goes to the two damage one because that might kill one of my units where one of my models whereas it won't so what you do is okay well we'll roll a dice on a four five and six then the one i failed you know one of the saves i failed is the double damage one uh, on a you know one two or three then you know it's it's not so my my model survives things like that that just using the dice to give that randomness to it is i think is a fair way no you know of doing it and if your opponent does make a mistake just try and resolve it that way i think is the best way to do it yeah i have a, a bit of a funny story here mm. just because it was quite it was just quite funny and how and how it happened um which was that it was one of my first tournaments actually and in, in my first my first competitive list that i ever took was um triptide but with an absolute crap ton of fire warriors and i was playing against the tyranid list and the uh, guy i was playing against um, used one of the strats that most people have in their codex, which is like, you know, after you do something, do D3 mortal wounds, right? I think it was generally the strat. I don't know exactly how the Tyranid one works, but um, he misread it. And then I, I misread it also, uh, which we thought it was um, when you hit combat and uh, when you make a charge you, for every unit within um like three inches of you you roll a you roll a dice for each model in the unit and on like a four up you do a mortal wound <laughs> and so and, and he said that to me and i just went oh, okay cool and actually it was my first tournament i was new to it but then he obviously if you listen to what i just said wiped out <laughs> my army and it's like after i'd removed like 30 fire warriors i was like I think we might have gotten this strat wrong <laughs> because it was it was a lot of models to remove for one CP, and then we read it back, and it was like, oh, it wasn't obviously anywhere near as powerful as that. I, 
we had we had a we had, I mean you guys were were there so you will remember and uh, our, our, one of our very very good friends of the part and I say this this story with love because it was just funny more than anything else uh, one of our very good friends of the, of the team know. and uh, <laughs> part of our sort of battlefield Bermondsey gaming club or the the founder thereof in fact uh, Charles uh, who is a, a brilliant Eldar player and uh, as well as, <laughs> as, well as painter um, yeah we, I, one of one of my first games I played against him um, he he bought the Phoenix Lord uh, Fugan. The guy who's the the phoenix lord of the the fire dragons and so he goes he's like yeah so he's got this rule that every time he takes a wound uh he gets plus one strength plus one toughness and plus one attack or, or some some combination there i think it might have been plus one toughness plus one attack i think it's when he like makes a kill or something well, no, no. So, so the, the the actual rule in the in the codex is, I believe, it's it's the first time he takes a wound, he gets like plus one strength, plus one attack. Right. That that's it, right? But yeah, Charles, bless him, he just misread it, and he and he was like, yeah, every time he takes a wound, so I'm like pouring bullets into this toughness three elder and he's, <laughs> he's just getting stronger and he was like yeah i've had him up to like toughness 14 before and i'm like are you sure this is how this is supposed to work <laughs> he, like we're about we're about three turns into the game he like won the name and looked at his codex he just went oh <laughs> we were like right <laughs> this this like by that point he was like strength 10 like uh, however many wounds he had it was it was absolutely hilarious it was just it was just one of those brilliant examples of misreading the rule and it was one of those things a bit like with your your uh, tyranid uh strat where if you hear something and it sounds too good to be true like you should probably as a player go are you sure like have you got that can we can we just check the code can, can okay, have a look like, at that yeah and i'm they, not accusing you if, if someone go, does no, that it's real <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, someone, <laughs> yeah if it's if it's space marines you just go oh no fine i get that yeah that's no problem but um but yeah you if your opponent win. does that to you right with a strat you've got then be be prepared to you know produce a codex be it digital or via the 40k app or you know in physical form whatever um and show them because you should do that right if you do have strats that are really good you know to, to james's point about gotcha moments as well relying on those if you are you know not not to rely on gotcha moments but if you do have a strat that lets you do something ludicrous and it is relatively cheap you know your opponent's not accusing you of lying like be nice about it and be like yeah cool here's the strat often i i've had a couple of situations where i've used strats that you know especially as a space marine player that are you know space marines do have a lot of ludicrous cheap strats where i will go do you <laughs> want to read the card just just you know just to confirm yeah. i'm interpreting this I correctly mean, that's the thing as well that stephen box talked about in his video like the guy was using these strats and he couldn't produce he couldn't produce the codex he couldn't produce the cards he couldn't say in the codex where yeah. this was because he didn't have one didn't he didn't he have like a really like low res pdf or something on his ipad yeah he then, he then claimed his like battery had died or something yeah some bullshit like that <laughs> and it's just like what bizarre i mean actually amusingly uh Steve but refused to like name like him in the video, like, uh, but in the comment, <laughs> Steve, Stephen, I don't know, Mister Box, <laughs> Lord, Commander of the Blood Angels. Yeah. <laughs> but if I, if I, I no, I have I actually spoken to him before. <laughs> he's a, he's a super nice guy, but um, yeah. no, like I th oh Jesus, I can't even remember where I was going with that point. You just totally you thrown me. He said he was he did, he refused to name. You were, gonna, him. You were talking he about how you know him in yeah, the video, something it, like that. Ha, ha, ha. Um, yeah, so uh, he refused to name the opponent, but everyone named this guy. Yeah, every single person like named him in the comments. And that's actually a really 
interesting. I like to think it was me. Uh, everyone, like, that's a really interesting point because Warhammer is actually quite it's a actually small community. Like, everyone knows everyone. So if you get a <laughs> reputation for cheating, like, everyone will know that. Everyone will know you. So there's yeah, literally yeah. no incentive. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. But yeah, yeah. there's just there's just Sorry. no incentive, and I kind of don't <laughs> get it. Kind of... Are there other questions? Or... <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 no. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing... <laughs> this poor guy is like. No, I, I'm. Right? I... Yeah, no. Well, and we still I, haven't I, answered this yes question. No. <laughs> say... Well, to, to be fair, to be fair, James's question was should just we, you know, we do a little good to, one? to talk about like Let's you know little... good and bad opponents you've you've uh, you've you've faced or best and worst, I guess. And you know we don't want to we don't want to like, name anyone. I, I must admit, like I say, I've I've named my best experience. Yeah. Well, um, actually, I have one bad one. I want to say I can uh, I can name Jack Buckley as my best tournament game I've ever played. Oh, Jack's oh, a legend! Yes. And then now I'm yeah. now legend. Really mates with him. He's an absolute legend. It's a such a good laugh at the first tournament we played in. I, I beat him, which made it even better. No, joking. But like, even though we won, like it was, we were basically just, yeah, it was just so much yeah. fun, and it didn't matter about yeah. the result. We were having such a good laugh. Yeah, James, yeah, I don't know. I... I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're in London. I can't tell by by your by just quick briefly looking at your Instagram uh, for your question. But uh, if you are in London, if you come down to Warhammer, uh, the London Wargaming Guild, um, yeah, get a game in with Jack. Jack, if you're listening, mm. play James. Jack's a legend. Uh, he turned up with a with a croup list for fun and fluff, <laughs> which was yeah. which was just hilarious uh, and great fun to play against and a brilliant, brilliant. opponent. I mean, I actually would second that. One of the best games of 40k I've played was also against Jack Buckley. Um, it was my custodies versus his. It was the first um, fun and fluff that I went to, and it was me versus his corn demon army. Beautifully well painted, uh, and just a fantastic game. Like we had so much fun. I think we ran over on time because we were just chatting so much shit to each other. Yeah, and like I, I went away thinking like that's the way the game should be played, and that's the thing as well. Like. If you are a good opponent, you get a reputation for being a good opponent, and people like want to play you. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, look, look. If we're if we're doing if we're doing uh, spreading the positivity as well, I think um, another one I'd like to mention uh, two people actually. So uh, Lewis Chapman, I've mentioned before because I had a really good game, uh, Crusade game against him, uh, um, which was very, Lewis. very, very narrative <laughs> uh, against his Night Lords. Um, so I won't I won't dwell on that one because I have talked about it before. The other one I was going to say is uh, Ollie Ollie Missick. Uh, who is um, oh, yeah. one of the uh, one of the the has some amazing conversions? All his armies are are converted across both uh, AOS and and forty um, k uh, because uh, he plays both. And uh, he and I had a game at um, this this sort of like mini tournament thing that the uh, Wargaming Guild did, which was like a five hundred point combat patrol tournament but you couldn't bring any hq units so it was like properly you know niche list building and he, he actually had a salamander's um list built entirely around land speeders and there was essentially <laughs> a yeah yeah, 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 with with flamers on them, right? And there was there was a like a three turn slap fight between some of my marines and his his um his one of his land speeders just in the middle of the board, and just neither of us did anything to each other. It was very funny. It was a it was a great game. That is amazing. Um, I mean, Ed, if you've got one, I actually have uh, I have one that I want to share about myself. That's actually the opposite of this. It's an example where I was an asshole. And that's Ed, you've got uh, one you want to interject so, with. And any game in the DZTV archive that we're going for. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> any game I want to hear about your asshole. 
<laughs> I'm sure. But yeah, basically, um, the guys uh, in the Conclave have, have met my friend Will. Uh, he's a great guy. One of my closest friends from school. We've known each other for like fucking 12 years now. Um, and pip, pip, when I got up. back into the hobby, uh, he did as well. And um, basically throughout 8th edition, I think altogether we played about eight games. And he has Eldari and I have Custodies. And in 8th edition, Custodies were not very good. Full stop. Uh, and so... I was Will's main opponent. And so every single time we played, Will won. He won every single game that we played in 8th edition <laughs> and complained about it ceaselessly. Just complaining to me how custodies are such bullshit. Like, oh, you can't kill them. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just such, a, like, something needs to be done to nerf custodies. And I was just like, Will, you can't say that about an army you constantly beat. Like, I don't understand where you're coming from. You can't beat me and complain that I'm too powerful. And so the bad the bad feel moment was when ninth edition rolled around and Custodes, after the War of the Spider update, was just astoundingly good, just exceptional. And Will had decided to build a very fluffy, very uncompetitive narrative force. Uh, and I decided to flatten him in two turns uh, and was very smug about it. Um, I remember that essentially day. just you because were, I you could. Were very smug. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you guys were all there. <laughs> I was very smug because I absolutely obliterated him by turn two yeah, through a mixture. You couldn't work out how many shots your guys had, so yeah. I had to do. In, the incidentally, sorry, I should just say we do have a that friend, is true. Uh, not related, who is selling his Eldar army uh, at the moment. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, drop us a message. But yeah, I mean, I was just an irredeemable asshole to his face. Um, now that's kind of Black funny Lord, and okay because we have a history. <laughs> oh, ha, ha. Uh, but that's like kind of acceptable because we know each other and I've known him for 12 years. That would be absolutely disgraceful behavior for someone that I have just met. Yeah, if you know and I would not dream years, of it. That wouldn't be acceptable. Absolutely not. <laughs> Cannot have that. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's my asshole moment of just like rubbing it in Will's face and just be like, <laughs> fuck you. asshole in Will's face. I may as well have done with my custodies, but he lost that badly. <laughs> so, I, I, th I think, I think we've, we've, uh, we've, we've pretty much covered all of the, <laughs> all literally the entire universe of possibility of, of, of things that could come out of James's question. So, so, which, <laughs> yes, sportsmanship yeah. completed, mate. Yeah. Um, so, so look, I hope, nice. I hope that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just be a, just generally be a good person. Hugs, and, kisses. And, Things um, not right now. I mean, that'd be a bad well, idea. Really. Uh, yeah. yeah, but as soon as yeah. there's no more COVID, I'm giving Adam the biggest hug and kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. Um, no, it's, look, thank thank you, James, very much for your question. And uh, other listeners, if uh, you do want to ask us um, anything or any topics you'd like us to talk about. We do, as you know, as I hope this is revealed, we do pay attention to what you're saying, and we do, uh, we do like to talk about stuff like that. And it'd be good to do more sort of listener mail da, 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 segments like this. Um, so, so yeah, if you just message us uh, on uh, on uh, at the Conclave Forty K on our Instagram, um, we can uh, we can always um, uh, take your topics and, and and put them put them on the I've podcast. Got an idea for that segment? We should oh, yeah. you should read out the mail like the Queen receiving the mail. <laughs> 
<laughs> I possibly let's stay. Hello. What do you mean, Adam? Adam yeah. without the, the Queen? That was the real Queen. And yes. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that oh, was yeah. yeah. That was that was Her Majesty Elizabeth II, uh, Queen of Great Britain, Northern Ireland, and several other places. What we will so, do, so, do, is <laughs> do, you know, do you know? Do you know how much work I had to go to to get the bloody palace on the phone to get her on after the after yeah. Yeah, well, have Philip doing the next one. Oh, yes, here yeah, we've got a comment from the. Uh, De- oh no, this one's just a bill from BT. Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> Charles has been watching some interesting things on the internet. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, so yeah, so look, thank you, thank you, James, for your question. Um, so I, I think that pretty much wraps up what we wanted to talk about tonight, guys. Unless anyone has any final thoughts ideas anything really i think we're good i, mean, I think we the only thing i would well say yeah <laughs> i mean the only thing i was going to add is uh, we had originally planned to do this episode on salamanders because that was one of the videos requested but we're going to wait until we can get uh our friend nick uh robert moore uh roberts roberts moore uh on the line because he is an he's an exceptional on salamanders player <laughs> yeah, because he'll have to call in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this, with, so one one thing for for those who do, do want to record a podcast is this does tip over into just talking like talk radio. So we are going to end up basically. And here's Nick on the line. Nick, what are you going to say to us today? Go down that road. So uh, so yeah. So really, we'll uh, we'll we'll yeah we'll get I'm Nick really on. Glad Thank we're you for having me. Utilize Adam's incredible talent for voices because for, for listeners, oh my don't god. Know, Adam is incredible at impressions. Like he's literally I, the unbelievably best impressionist good. I've, I've ever heard in my life. And Adam gave oh, that's, not, that's, not, true. that's day, not true. He gave a history lesson the other day, and I, I kid you not, I learned so much because he was doing the voices to the different people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I mean, um, audible yes. if you're listening. It's uh, very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do I'll just do Mephiston the Lord of Death or whatever it is. Um Mephiston. Yeah. Chief Librarian of the Blood Angels. Um but yes, uh no. So look, um thank thanks very much, uh listeners, for tuning in. Um and again, I know we we well, the Queen, Her Majesty herself, thanked you all uh, on our behalf um uh, the other day in our bonus episode. But um thank you for uh the support and love uh, you've given us throughout 2020 as we've got going with this podcast. Uh, it's been brilliant we love to hear from you we love it when you post on instagram about the podcast and uh, obviously do send us comments um i think i speak for everyone here when i say it's it's really we're we're astonished frankly that <laughs> anybody let alone uh, the 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 listeners we we've managed to reach um want to listen to our inane opinions about <laughs> this this hobby um so again uh, on our behalf awesome. thank you so much <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and about and about the various other meandering topics we talk about including quipster uh, quipster and Rich's body functions. If there is anybody out there <laughs> yeah. that wants to send in a question for us to not answer it and talk about other things that are fairly related. <laughs> we talk else. around it. We talk <laughs> around the subject. Well, we, like, we might do more Instagram live, so that might be a good place to come ask some questions as well, because that seemed to go down That's a good well the day. Yeah, yeah, we'll do some more Instagram lives, and and hopefully at some point we will uh, transition to uh, to having because we're obviously putting the audio recordings on YouTube as well. But we 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 would like in 2021, I guess. 
guess this is our, our hobby project is uh, we would like to be able to do uh, more on video on YouTube so you get the, <laughs> the delight of seeing our, our, our pallid, ugly indoor faces where we're trapped <laughs> oh indoors because of COVID uh, and the, <laughs> and frankly, the state. To hide yeah. <laughs> And, and the, the, the the various crap in the rooms where we record this. Um, so uh, so yeah, we'll get what that going. The, the list, what the listeners don't understand is they get the edited versions of these. Like, they get the clean version. So just imagine how much of a shit show it's going to be once we can't edit out all the fucking stupid things we say. <laughs> Well, yeah. the stupid things well, you apparently. say. Probably. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna have to have a like a sort of a, a sort of end of twenty twenty one blooper reel. <laughs> <laughs> Just got stuff wrong um, to the to like the Benny Hill theme tune in the background. Um, no, but look, um, thank you very much, everyone, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. As say, um, you can find us in the following places on social media. So, Quipster, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Quipster Nerd and on YouTube at Quipstead nerd as well. Nice, nice. smooth. <laughs> and uh, you, the Sandman, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at the Sandman Hobby uh, on, on Instagram. Nice. And Reza, where are you? You can find me on at Reza Prime on Instagram, where you can see my amazingly painted Void Dragon. There you go. Yeah, go and check out the Void Dragon. Um, And you can find me at uh, ADR Wargaming on Instagram. And of course, we are all at at the Conclave 40k on Instagram. So once again, thank you very much. And uh, we will see or, or hopefully you'll hear from us again soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.